listening to The Charged Hogwarts. Happy hour, Manny Soul, where we're talking about whatever we want to talk about in regards to our all-time favorite band, Ween, the band of which no one can have any controversial opinions on whatsoever. <laughs> uh, right now in the studio, it is me, Evan Soddy, it is co-creator Taryn O'Reilly, and it is our two Chartographers All-Stars, JC Chakota and John Harvey, coming back for their fifth and sixth artists, respectively. And holy shit, y'all, we just ranked all the Ween albums. There was joy, there was debate, there was contention. I am... Uh, really happy with how it turned out. We had a very productive discussion, but now we need to really dive into it because it's a happy hour mini soap. We talk about whatever we want, but we need to start the thing we do at the start of every happy hour mini soap, which is, fellas, what's the worst ween song? And uh, there's choices. I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, throw out Morning Glory off of Pure Guava is the uh, most unlistenable song in their discography who else has got some picks? something from the first three albums <laughs> yeah i i can't believe i forgot to think about this i mean like for example we're just talking about the the worst i mean blackjack is four and a half minutes of just nothing it's just my god what a waste of time and so for that it, that's that's definitely a good option Oh, also off of the same album, Nicole. Oh, uh, you know, you know what my favorite genre is? <laughs> mediocre white men playing a mediocre <laughs> version of reggae slowly for nine and a half minutes. Karen, that was fucking hot in ninety one. <laughs> <laughs> fucking between the blues, blues traveler, fucking spin doctors. That that fucking white boy. Not funk was where it was. Oh, my boy, not yeah, funk. They were right. even doing it well. Yeah. Playing Paul McCartney and the police. They, fun fact, they do it better later. So fun fact about Nicole: they uh, the Roots played Nicole for Nicole Richie's opening on Jimmy Fallon. Oh really? I didn't bring this up there. So it's fucking. It, I, I I wanted to say this in my intro and I blew it. Were, were they throwing fucking, shade? No. So it's kind of it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny that me, that me and JC like our last our last one was Harry Nilsson who was like also considered like your artist's favorite artist that was the favorite and one. so that was and so ween and like except that when you hear like somebody say like yeah i'm deeply inspired by harry nelson you're like oh yeah i hear that i yeah. get that where with ween when somebody says like oh i'm deeply inspired by ween you're like wait what you're like <laughs> you sure about that Ween is like another one of your band's favorite bands and you're just always really confused when you find out that somebody says it ween is thanked in the liner notes of daft punk's homework Stop! Uh, they fucking really. Yeah, um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they um in, in an interview in '95, Aphex Twins said, uh, "Oh, his two favorite said, albums." Said two of his favorite albums of all time were The Pod and Pure, Pure Guava. Guava. Yeah. Wow. Fucking Natalie Marion, aka Wise Blood, said in her five favorite albums, "Put Pure Guava." What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's. That was, we didn't even really talk about this in the episode. Evan and I both, when we were starting to do research, Mm -hmm. we were like, oh, their first single of notoriety was Pushing Up the Daisies. Which I'll be very interested to hear that. We both got to it and we're like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is the song that broke them? 
what? Yeah. Dude, this was a, and this also, it was a big hit in Australia. Like, I'm yeah. telling you, it was like a, it was Top like, 20, it man. was like a creep-sized hit. Like, if you go wow. to any, if you go to any, like, Gen X Australian dude, like, they, they will know that song. That's it, insane. It, it does make yeah. sense for Australia. In yeah. a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for them to lip sync it on Drag Race Down Under. Off the success of that, toured with Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor also called them geniuses. It's really weird. It's so interesting, though, in the in the 33 yeah. and third book, which was kind of a good uh, just overview of the band's work, including the Chocolate yeah. Cheese era, which the book was about, uh, they, they were able to get a hold of Trey Anastasio of Fish, but he didn't really talk about the love of Roses Are Free. He talked about he liked Ween, other songs he liked by Ween, but kind of just refused to talk about why they kept playing Roses Are Free, which was just kind of a weird... I don't know. That, yeah. that, I, I don't mean to be dismissive. Or, I think that might just be reading into it, because uh, even while Ween was broken up, um, they had there was kind of a moment that internet circulation because uh, during the live show Trey was like I think Mickey and I think Mickey and Aaron should get back together like everybody give a big shout if you think they should do that. Well, another thing you have to consider with the Fish Ween relationship is they were both on Electra Records, right? So the, he he was able so to they were label they were label mates, label buddies. Yeah. So can we talk about real quick just for uh, people that might be like kind of casually Ween interest fan listen to the podcast only. Talk about what happened leading up to their breakup, too, because there's kind of a detailed situation of what went on and then them reuniting, ultimately. So it's kind of like, uh, by that point, like, nah, I think... After La Cucaracha. After, you know, doing this for decades and decades, uh, Gina's body definitely couldn't hold up with that amount of drug use. I mean, dude, we had a guy, I think, I'm not sure if it was just their sound guy, but there's a dude on payroll just to test drugs. Because, like, fans were giving them such weird shit and they weren't sure what they were getting. So there was That's a guy the that was literally just on payroll to fucking eat shit and make sure it was cool before they did that. And so there was a moment when, like, uh, 2011, they're playing in Vancouver, Canada. Gene comes out looking like Beetlejuice. Um, it's a bad sight and just starts train wrecking. And it's kind of fucked up because they keep going and the band got pissed off and they ditched him alone on stage to do it and he was like right in while they're playing birthday boy right? while they're playing birthday boy of all, of all songs, songs. Yeah. and he just finishes off the set solo and it's a really kind of sad sight and so he's like well i gotta i gotta get sober and i don't i don't think the rest of the band was totally ready to go sober ween yet and Aaron's like i gotta get the fuck out of here because like i'm i can't like not use when i'm in here and all, all of that is definitely true his drug use i think definitely i just think he couldn't handle it but the other thing i think it maybe was a little bit is these guys have known each other since they were 14 mm -hmm. and at that point they were like 40 so for some people you know it's not it's not even just a matter of like outgrowing friends because i don't think that's really what it was but you know just you're not the, you're not the new. same person you are when you're 14, and sometimes when you hang out with people you knew when you were 14, you almost revert back to being mm -hmm. that person. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So I think for Gene, like psychologically, he needed to remove himself from Dean. I a also bit I, I also kind of think that they realized that there wasn't quite the same juice in there, even while they were doing La Cucaracha. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think they I I don't I don't think there's going to be another Ween album. I only really no. want one because I I want a better closer. Yeah. But about that, I, there's there there's probably not going to be that one. And I think that's kind of what also led to it, where it's like I don't think. You know, Mickey's going to keep doing the music. I don't think Mickey's going to stop, but I think Aaron was kind of done. I, I think he realized Ween was kind of 
as far as recording new material, it kind of hit that road, and I'm not sure Mickey necessarily would have agreed with that. Right, and I remember there was a thing talking about how he kind of did a retreat for a while away from music after Liam broke up, and then began working at the School of Rock and like helping like tutor young musicians, and for him, that was kind of his thing to kind of get back into music was that, actually, just because he was able to kind of overcome his songwriting blocks by teaching younger kids who mm-hmm. hadn't heard of Ween or didn't know, like, just kind of like, here's what a song is, and, like, that was so helpful to him. And then they both put out uh, solo, you know, different soloing records, various things. Uh, Dean had the Moist Boys and the Dean Ween group, and Gene put out uh, his album under Freeman, uh, which, from what I rec- understand, maybe we heard, no one heard? I never, li- I, ne- I never, it's, it's it. decent, yeah. there's a few songs I really like on there, but it's, it's, um, I don't go back to it too regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most importantly, while we're here, we're talking about it, the, uh, when they were initially started out as a band, obviously they were recording as a duo with drum machines with these basic four tracks on here, which is at the Led to Pure Guava. And then when they came to Chocolate and Cheese, they expanded their, uh, not only their lineup of collaborators in studio, but on stage too. And that's when they really began to come into their own as a live band, because now people go to Ween shows, maybe not even knowing the songs, just knowing that they're going to fuck some shit up, that they're going to change something, which is why Voodoo Lady off of Chocolate and Cheese is pretty much a staple, because that's the song that they can just tear out and just go into wild places with. And even on the Live in Chicago from 2003 DVD that we watched... Uh, like they, that song absolutely was one of them that's just like, yeah, let's fucking go for it. Yeah, now, yeah. you two, you two motherfuckers that are here right now, y'all have seen Ween live before, including a show together in Chicago, We right? went to our thing. Yeah, we finally got to see Ween together first time live, which is really weird because... 2017, was, was it? I think yeah. so, 2017. It was the day before St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day. It was, uh, oh, that was the same one. No, that, the, the first one we went to was really weird because it was like a really... It was like a Thursday night, and it was really raining, and it was kind of gross, yeah. and like kind of like standing a, in line out there. You get like this like head cold going on there. So when we got there, it was it, it was the brownest show of all the ones that I've been to by far because it was literally just it was just all the haziest Ween champs back to back. Like they're doing Tear for Eddie, Stallion Part One, Pony, yep. Yep. like ro- like roses. There's all like the ones that like really fuck with your head. They're just gonna do those back to back to back, and uh, they played most of Chocolate and Cheese. Which I feel like they don't normally do. Okay. For whatever reason. Yeah. Did you like it though? Oh, it was, it was fucking yeah, amazing. That was the loved it. Th- that was still. Dude, That's I've the never... thing about them that makes them sort of an anomaly as a band too. Like most bands, it's like one or the other. Like great studio band, great live band, or maybe I mean there are bands that are great at both, but you too, you too. <laughs> <laughs> but for a band like Ween, where their their studio work is so like strange and reliant on like all these weird technical uh, fluctuations etc it's sort of unusual that and unlikely that they became such a great live band when you think about it but they are and they're one of the best live bands i've ever seen same here i mean i've never there's one show that was like fine and it wasn't bad it just wasn't compared to the other ones but i've I've never regretted spending the money to do it they sure fucking charge Sure to make sure to get their fair share on that one, that's for sure. They're not cheap tickets anymore. Yeah, I've seen them, I think, eight times now. Uh, oh, shit. Like oh, last damn, I don't know if I've seen that many The times. first time I still... That first show we went to, I still think is my favorite one of their... Is their favorite one I've seen. Uh, but I saw them at Riot Fest in 2019 where they did the Mollusk in full. And that, oh, that was cool. Uh, one, yeah. I was just surprised at how fucking well it still works as a setless line. There was nothing weird about like the, the string. It's like, oh, this is fucking going great. Um, that was just as good, and I think Diener's, I don't know how, if he, if he got started drinking again, I might have done during more, start 
He might have started drinking again during COVID and shit, but I think he was sober for that one. And that one was nice because that was the, even other shows before that, was like the happiest I think I've seen both of them since the reuniting. They were both like, at, they were both having great stage banter and saying stupid shit. It felt a little bit more like the old school with the tape deck days and uh, just ended up, it was a really, really happy show. And I think that was like the best I've seen them on there. Just a, a yeah. Could not recommend going to see Live Ween enough. Yeah, because then you went and saw them in Milwaukee. I did see them in Milwaukee. Show. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, they did a Halloween show in Chicago, and I couldn't go to that, so I went to the one in Milwaukee. I went to the Halloween show. You went to the Halloween show. Someone in Milwaukee. The one in Milwaukee was awesome. They did a cover of "Let's Dance" by Bowie. Oh yeah. And and Diener was wasted. I mean, completely <laughs> shit faced. And he wanted to go into When Cries Mary, and Gene, you could actually hear Gene on the mic going, like, I don't want to play that song. So then Diener just did it by himself. And it was... Fun! Well, I mean, it was hilarious, but it was a complete yeah, fucking train wreck. Yeah, Matt said the energy was really yeah, weird during yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he was at that show. So yeah. it was, you know, it was just a, it was a grand old time. It was very brown that night. <laughs> yeah, same with the one that night before they ended up yeah. doing, <laughs> well, it was a combo of uh, ice ca- ice castles and final alarm, but they ended up doing like a 12 minute ice castle. I would have loved Which is the that. most, the most, that, that was like, that was the first time I was like, oh, wait. I was like, fucking, oh, well, Ice Castles is pretty fucking dope. It should just be a 12-minute fucking combo. Any of their songs that yeah. sounds like it went through, like, a VHS <laughs> tape is, is good with me. Ice Castles is, does, I'm, that's a confusing one for me. It's a, it's a choice. It's yeah, a choice. It's I know a, choice. a lot of people that are really weirdly I love that song. Yeah. They, um, I mean, I, I can imagine it. I mean, it, part of why it's so yeah. fascinating is because it's just so different from... <laughs> pretty much all of the rest of their output. Well, speaking of their output, though, there's also a lot of non-studio output they have as well. Shinola, obviously, yep. being one of the key prominent ones, which, of course, says, the, Boys Club! Did Mom. you guys... So how much of the boy B-sides did you guys explore? I listened to... Are you feeling uh, Loop de Loop and... I mean, Homo Rainbow is, is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is no, fucking awesome. Like, lyrics aside... But yes, that guitar solo is so fucking good. That's and and even the chef parts. I'm like, this is so good. They um, I like the lyrics. It's, yeah. Again, it's a, one of those things that you think is a joke, but it's a sincere song they wrote for a friend yeah. who's a bar, gay bartender in New Hope. We didn't kind of go over this, but like uh, you know, they're from New Hope, which they which is considered the largest. Uh, gay community in the northeast so like there's a lot of stuff that like people it, some of it is kind of like dated home like homophobia mm-hmm. but like there's a lot of it is more sincere and loving than i think is like the you smoke to, yeah. big dick well that's i mean that was because oh, they have, okay. they have, I have multiple a story about songs that. well they've they've got mr richard smoker not the sucking dick. Got, sorry yeah. i did not suck dick. <laughs> 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 you got a story. I got a hundred. Sorry, Terry. Um, no, but they have. They have got uh, Mr. Richard Smoker. They've got the HIV song. Uh, and what were you literally just talking about? Oh, uh, I was talking about Mr. Richard Smoker. So no. I, I was. Uh, oh, uh, Homo Rainbow. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and Homo Rainbow. I mean, they they've got like you can tell that they sort of grew up around. Gays, because there's there's a surprise for two straight. Dudes. It's it's kind of there's a, a surprising point. amount of gay content. Gay yeah. content, but it's also all and it's weird to say because of what the HIV song is, but it's all pretty wholesome. 
it's wholesome yeah. gay content. It's it's like it's like you know a tribute to their yeah. their queer friends, which they I have, really appreciate. So like uh, there, because okay, so I I was at a Ween show and I was overhearing this conversation talking. You know, it's two dude, two kind of younger guys, probably like twenty five, are talking about, it. and they're like, yeah, I love you know, kind of. Kind of not, you know, crazy about some of the homophobia, like Mr. Richard Smoker, and some, like, uh, Gen X gay dude taps him, and is basically being like, look, like, yeah, dude, like, you know, like, I, he's like, uh, he's like, basically saying, like, yeah, I kind of, like, I get it, but, like, you know, it, at the time in the 90s, it was kind of nice just to have a song for the gays, you know? Finally, it's a song about big, juicy penises for the boys. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting take, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, I like that one more than, for example, what was the one about the gas station? Oh, oh Plumpin' and Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that one's, that one's more of a like, oh. That's just, that's yeah, 90s yeah. and you can say, you can kind of get away saying that word, well, but when it, yeah, when not anymore. When it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff with Ween, I mean, the way I, my take on it is like kind of, it's kind of like South Park a little bit, where it's like almost so like outrageous and like over the top some of the stuff it's like i don't really take it seriously i've kind of come to accept that if you if you find it offensive and off-putting that's fine it is it is if you don't it's kind of this thing because i i do it's just there's so much that like like when you go to that book there's so much stuff there's stuff that you think might think is bad and it turns out somebody has like a really really positive experience where you think the hiv song is making fun of people and then there's that woman who's like I have HIV, and when I do these lectures on HIV, I open up yeah. because I just need some levity. Yeah. And also yeah. something like junky reggae Jew, you might go like, "What the fuck?" What do you mean, that? might? Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, but I mean, you know. <laughs> and then you, Gene Ween's Jewish, you know, some, yeah. and, and yeah. so it's like, you know, he can he can say right. matzafari. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's it's really weird because I've also seen like with Japanese cowboy, you know, I've met people that are like, uh, oh yeah, like uh, I don't like. Black people that don't like the brothers on skate line. I've met yeah. some that love that line. They think it's funny or whatever. Like I don't know. It's I say you're both right. Yeah, and you're both. But yeah. but then it's also weird because then all my Mexican ween friend fans fucking love and eat up all the fake bad Mexican oh, accent God. shit. Really? Like, oh, like dude, Mr. Mr. they love it. Oh, dude, we were so we. Uh, I'd be at parties. I'd be at parties, and when it comes winding down, like my other weird friend, like this PD I know, he would like fucking. He was just like putting. They were just. They all just started putting on like the fucking uh, Puerto Rican power and like shit like that. Yeah. Fucking um, yeah, the Buenos Tarde shit. Like I don't. Here's a, did you ever heard the story about... Um, a generational thing, have, a little bit. Have you also heard the story mm-hmm. about um, when Warner Brothers tried pulling uh, Speedy Gonzalez from Mexico? I mean, I know. So it's like, there's that one point that like Warner Brothers, I think it was like the 80s and 90s, were like, okay, maybe this isn't cool and this is like this is kind of offensive. Like, we're not going to start airing this. Mm-hmm. And Mexicans were like, Fuck that shit, we love we Speedy. Love Speedy. <laughs> 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 yeah. I've, heard that, I've heard that kind of stuff too. Actually. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Pepe Le Pew is canceled, but yeah. you know, the French well, don't like it. Like, <laughs> that has nothing to do with his, his, his nationality. We are not racist against Pepe Le Pew because he is French. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Adams had a lot to say about that. Uh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> what would you say? I mean, what would you say is the best non-album Wing song of the one? I do genuinely love. Uh, I mean, like I said, Homo Rainbow. I do uh, another big one. The other big uh, B side that I like the Pizza Hut song. The Pizza Hut song is what. Uh, when, back when I partied more, bit booze me up and get me high was another classic. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you guys find that you like? I really liked off of Shinola the Rift. Yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. thought that was that was a really like fun spacey uh, jam. 
And I know um, JC like transistors, obviously. Transitions. Yeah. Transistors. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, transitions. No, I fucking I dig that one. That one's top twenty for me for sure. That's Excellent. a really great track. Excellent. Um and that's and just in general, I thought Shinola was really solid. I felt like it it held up with the rest of this sort of golden era for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah. It's, it's better than La Cucaracha. I mean, without a question, there are so many things that are better than like Cucaracha. It's still kind of surprising. Also, I mean, for the record, and I feel like we haven't do this enough. We kind of talked about a certain thing. What are some of the songs that we didn't talk about during the main cast? That we wanted to talk about. I know for a fact we didn't talk about Freedom of '76, for example. Yeah, uh, which is the vocal take on that. By the way, might be Aaron's uh, masterpiece of like vocal falsetto. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Say- I was just gonna say what what were you when you guys? Well, two questions. One, what did you? Did the order I told you to listen to them in? Very I, helpful. I okay. That was a good idea. And I only had you go back be- the country later because I'm like, it's kind because people have so many misconceptions about it. I'm like, know the band first and then you won't be like, what is this? Yeah, no, I, I think that was good. And what was uh, what, were, what were the favorite songs that you think, after doing all this, your favorite Ween songs that you listened to? Okay, hands down, Transdermal Celebration. A great one. I love, I just, just everything about it. I also kind of like, I don't know, this is maybe just a me thing, but like usually transdermal is like a medical term. Yeah. Like it's like patches. So you could think <laughs> of a funny that's a funny point. You could I, think yeah. that it's about drugs, but I also because all it means is just like through the skin. Mm-hmm. So like when I hear the phrase transdermal celebration, I think of like how you feel when you're cuddling. <laughs> and so to me it's like this really like it's kind of like a like a love song almost, yeah. even if that's not how they meant it well, to be. Well that's the great thing about Wayne too, is that you can you can interpret the songs right. differently. And especially There's... a song like that that's that like soaring and open. Like mm. I feel like it's meant to just be an experience more than like of course. you're dissecting what these lyrics are. Did you hear the do you know the story about them recording the guitar solo for that? No. Oh so um Dean, uh, Dean has a you know, friend that was a touring, he's a crew guy, gave him a call and said, hey, you know, I work, I'm working at the Carlos Santana. He's, like, parked in an area, like, we got his gear there. If you come here, like, we can go in there in the middle of the night, just use Stop. his equipment to record this guitar solo. So they went in there at, like, 2 a.m. and set up, like, a little portable unit and, like, set up his, like, whatever he was using at that time and just recorded in an airport hangar and got the fuck out. That's incredible. Because that, I mean, that solo sounds... Amazing. Amazing. It's nigh perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again, I don't want it. It was just the song that absolutely knocked me off my fucking face this week. And I just, I keep coming back to it. I'd be, at night, it would just come to me. Just that riff would come back. It's just, was just struck me so powerfully and so beautifully. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey to go on that too. And also when I said when, uh, Quebec was my favorite album, I didn't come to that lightly though, because there was a lot of things in contention. Cause once we get into that real good area, mm-hmm. it's just like, there's just so many different things together that it's just, it became, it became a hard discussion because every, oh, these albums have different aims and different goals. You know, it's not like U2 where they're the best U2 album. Mm-hmm. Like, it really feels like, you know, what what mood of ween are you in today, kind of, because mm-hmm. they have different needs. And I knew, and part of the reason why I knew having U2 on here was going to be a little bit contentious because we come from very different viewpoints on this thing. And while we can agree on certain aspects of it, I kind of knew that... You know, I think everyone was going to shit on the Cucaracha. I wasn't sure, and when JC said that was his number one album of the bet, there was a part of me that believed him, and that's why it was such a good fake-out, because I was like, oh, what it is? It could be his. I don't so, know. Yeah. I will say, I had... I would have... 
like in my own personal ranking, I had Lakukaracha above. I mean, I think I said this Godwin Satan, yeah. but also Pure Guava. I, wow! I mean, from a okay. certain point of view, I mean, it makes sense. I, just, I mean, partially, I mean, just because Woman and Man is so incredible that right. it just sort yeah. of like it also and just it's it's just it like the songs aren't good, but they're not like aggressively offensive. To it's the also ear. here's yeah. the tough part, man. I for, I would go into this. I'd forgotten how kind of daunting the entirety of Ween was until I, was like, <laughs> I have to like t- when I had to like no think of things that I had to like make sure you were like brought up to speed on and I'm like I'm trying to determine like what's actually important and what's not just fun because that's the other thing about this compared to like, there's a lot of great stories behind these songs like why they're written like weird responses that have happened to it that I'm like am I just like Am I just, like, ranting because I like talking about Ween, or is this, like, important, or what if this is actually important on here? But also, like, what, I don't know how long you did, four weeks is a short time to try and conquer this much material. Oh, I did it in more like a week and a half. Too too quick. For all you know, you can come back and maybe, like, one day in the future, like, somehow, like, Pier Guava miraculously doesn't sound terrible to you, but it's... It's possible. But that's it. Like, even when doing... even And I know these albums. It's... That's a lot to do in two weeks. I don't think I even got to the third albums for, like, fairly, like, well into my ween experience. Yeah. How was it for you, JC? Revisiting and just going through all this again was it just you like know, old great. Hat I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I sort, I sort of had, I'd listened to this stuff a lot. I was really trying to get more into the early stuff just because it's just so daunting. I mean, there's just it all, so many fucking it, it's, songs. It's really tough. Yeah, um, but I always kind of felt Twelve Golden Country Grace was the best one, and and you this week just reaffirmed that. For yeah, you. Uh, for me. Fuck, really important question. Sorry to interrupt, Taryn. Um, are any do you do you dislike any of these albums more than Lulu by Metallica? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Okay. Lulu is definitely worse. All right. I just wanted to know any of this. I've been I've been I've been wondering this since we last hung out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I like because that here's the thing. I did say the, all all three of the early albums had strong songs that sure. I was a fan of. Like and Lulu did not have that. Does not. Yeah. <laughs> I am the table. I am um, the table. Just a, a couple of the songs that we didn't like mention by name yes, that yes, I yes. just have thoughts on. Uh first of all, Tried and True. Oh, that um, was the single to cool one of their yeah. most popular really? songs. That yeah. was the single. I'm sorry. Who let Can You Smell My Hole through through quality control? <laughs> I didn't even think about that line. Can you smell <laughs> my hole? Can you smell my hole? Like, like, I, I that and that that could potentially be one of my favorite songs by them because I think the instrumentation is really good. Yeah. But that takes me out every <laughs> time. I like I like giggle and not in a not in a good fun way. It's just they weren't on a lecture anymore. What can I say? Yeah, I yeah. That's I I can't believe none of them caught that. Yeah. I can't believe you hadn't caught that. I, 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 I caught it. I caught it. I, 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 the but first I just, time. I it's, caught it. I just meant like I didn't know. Like think of that. Oh, this was like on radio. Like this line got <laughs> got to the public. I knew it was on there. It was but a it's like, single. Like that's what that's what I'm with you. Like how does like how do twelve executives? Because probably it's like the other albums. Nobody probably actually listened to it, or they listened to like forty five seconds of it, and were like, yeah, send it out. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the other song I wanted to mention, we said it was amazing, but we didn't actually talk about Flutes of Chi. Flutes of Chi. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's very simple, but it's just very well executed for me, yeah. that, that opening salvo. And I guess that's another time they sort of do the, like, pseudo-Indian sound. Yeah, like the Beatles Indian style. Yeah, the Beatles not the, not Indian the authentic. Style, they fucking, uh... Well, and that's white pepper is yeah. a Beatles. Well, I mean, also right? even yeah, if you yeah. don't, I realized as I was listening to it, like this is just kind of a rip of "Get Better" by the Beatles, but like oh, it kind of works in its own way. Music video by the dudes from South Park. Um, there we go. Fun, fun fact: they tried making a fishing show with Dean Ween and Les Claypool, and didn't get picked up. I remember that. Yeah. Um, they ended up doing, yeah, so they did the music video. Actually, when I saw Ween at North Coast, because uh, Primus played the set before, uh, Les Claypool came out and did a little jam on the mollusk with him. Oh, nice. That was kind cool. of fun. Good, good, good. For them. JC, what is your favorite Ween song? Or favorites? Uh, Just pick, you don't need to break soft. one. You can pick the ones that you think. It's so lame to say Roses are free, but yeah, I just, but think, it's, it's, I just think it's such a fucking mess. That's in my top three. Uh, Freedom of 76. That's part of the reason I had Chocolate and Cheese number one, just because I think there's so many of the songs on that record. Actually, you know what? Pony's my favorite Ween, ween song. Mr. Would You Please Help My Pony? That is my favorite Ween song. Fascinating. The story behind that in the book, by the way? Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. I love that, because uh, for those who don't know, they apparently they were fucked up on, what was it? They were fucked up on something yeah, real they, hard. Oh, yeah. I think they, 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 they drank, like, mushroom tea, but somebody oh, put in way right. too much, yeah. and they yeah. only drank, like, a gal- like a gallon of it. Right. And so they were in their Jesus. hotel room tripping it, and then they, at round 3 a.m., they throw the newspapers at the door for all the residents, and so they open up the door, and the uh, first headline is about a child that had to get spinal surgery or whatever, and it freaks it freaks Dean out so hard, because, like, we just wrote spinal meningitis. We just wrote this fucking song and I was in a fucking newspaper yeah. and so then it's just like it's just like lying on the bed like feeling his hands just like unsure and then Gene goes over to him and just like high as shit he's poking him and says hey 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 mister would you please help my pony uh his line is fucked up and just like just like doing shit to just like kind of distract him from the bad trip that he's going on right now and that kind of inadvertently became the inspiration I'm like that is an insane fucking That's story. That's also the most ween story. <laughs> <laughs> the most ween story. Oh, Isn't there another song where it's like they... It's like where there's a lot of screaming or something where they threw Gene in the trunk of a car. I think car. that's the background to Candy is where they throw him in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, where he's yeah. like doing that... Rah! Like, and Gene, and Gene just drove around, like, swerving, doing donuts with oh the chain of a trunk. So, he's dude, fucking, fucking, so you can go, you, you can go online. That's so stupid. <laughs> you, can, you can go online and still find uh, Diener's old tour, di- tour diaries from, uh, like, 2000, 2001. I think maybe actually the whole, t- uh, the whole career. But there's one where they talk about, uh, talk about, like, touring Japan and shit. And they're just going around there and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, we did this festival day. He's like, he's like, uh, ended up like only nine hundred people showed up. Guess everybody else went to go see Weezer. We fucking then they're like, okay, we showed up. Uh, we showed up at the base of Mount Fuji uh, today. Fucking uh, like most beautiful venue ever you've ever seen in your life. So of course we're playing the auditorium. Nine hundred people showed up. Everybody else went to go see Weezer, and they fucking uh, it ends up like capping off with them. Where like they're like kind of like terrorizing, like they're like. 
like their but their like tour bus driver is not fucking having it, and so like they're all like kind of on drugs and actually like breaking the VHS player and shit. So like they're getting into arguments with them. So like the only person he'll talk to is Junior until Junior only starts responding in a British accent because the prior driver <laughs> is also British. And he's like, "Excuse me, sir." This is. <laughs> There, there, there's a lot. Then there's like one. There's like another story where they had, they they got double booked to play a college gig where like one student union like booked Ween and then like the black student union booked Buster Rhymes and they're supposed to go back and forth but Buster Rhymes never showed up. So like yeah. uh so like like there's like all the. So there's like all these like uh like uh, all these like black students there that are like are they're like trying to sit through Ween just to get to like Buster Rhymes and it is not going over well. So Ween just like punks out and starts like doing like poop ship and hiv like all like the most difficult songs and like people are like throwing shit at them oh my god there's like a lot of really fun stories in that tour diary yeah. <laughs> i'd say like because like we were talking about like because I, I i like ween a lot because uh just like because like, i was in music more like a utility like it's like songs have like very specific function the song is like mm-hmm. was written to do this for you and i kind of feel like ween is like that so, in that sense, this is kind of a weird choice, because I'm not sure it's, like, the most immediately, like, this is the greatest Ween song ever. But Take Me Away does the job every single time. Every single, it just never fails to fucking get me hyped and going, especially the live ones. And I'm like, if there's one I've listened the most, it's probably that. And Which then, is funny, because it's probably one of my least favorite songs on there. I album. get it. It's yeah. In a w- certain way, it's not like... <laughs> If I was going to show it up, I'm, it's not like the most immediately impressive Ween song that they've ever written, but yeah. I think it just, it just does kind of that lounge lizard. I mean, yeah, that's like, another one where I'm like, can you even claim to have written this? Mm-hmm. You know, this it is it's, technically it's a, song. it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a doors like a chord right? structure and a melody that's yeah. been done by like yeah, a dude, lot of bands. That's music. There's seven chords. Get over it. There's seven notes. Get over it. <laughs> We did Tom Petty once, you know. Dude, that's, that song sucks ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can do that and still do that. Free falling. Like, fuck off, Tom. Most, any, sorry. Any other last minute thoughts about Tom Petty? on Ween? No, any other ideas? Any covers you wish they did live or ones that you heard that you loved? Didn't they do L.A. Woman at that show? I've seen, too? I've seen them do... Out of Take Me Actually, Away. funny you bring that up, because I was watching... They did a Take Me Away that turned into L.A. Woman by yeah. the doors and then closed back up. Mm-hmm. Take Me Away. All right. Well, listen, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, pushing to have us do a goddamn Ween episode. We actually have done it. We have drove into it. What is a boognish in your definition? What do you think, um, JC? Well, what is it, the boognish? Okay, I believe, I believe it's a copyright. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, from context clues, my headcanon, if you will, yeah. is that it's some sort of like fey goblin creature that they all worship. Uh, but that's, you know, just... Oh, it's just, it's, again, like, we, like, even, like, some of those, like, stories that I don't believe, like, are stuff that actually happen. Just, like, the, like, the fibs are trying to, to, like, mythologize the band. Like, it's kind of, like, it's kind of like that, so they're, like, they're, like, oh, what do you do? Like, we gotta have, like, image, you know, like, Iron Maiden is, like, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of, like, an equivalent of that with certain metal bands, especially because, like, a lot of, like, metal bands from that era eventually had, like, some stupid fucking thing. I forget whatever you call the dumbass thing from Megadeth, but Megadeth also has their own version of Eddie, too. zombie thing. So I think it's kind of, like, a little bit like that, like, a sub, like, spiritual being to represent, like, 
the intensity. The nature of the band. Yeah. 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 The spirit of the band yeah. is right. I just right. remember, what was it? I think Gene put out the Caesar demos, which is all the demos from, like, the around the... Uh, era of Quebec, except he did it without Dean's permission, or... Uh, oh, Dean did it without consulting Gene, which is yeah. a huge dick move. It really it is. It really, I, I, I And agree. Gene posted on the forums that uh, the Boognish wept that day yeah. uh, when he did that, which is like, what are y'all doing there? But yeah, apparently if you have, if you have a file trading service of choice, you can get all sorts of fucking... Just archives of uh, demos from them at any given point whatsoever. I did not dig into the Caesar demos. Many live recordings. Yeah, I didn't get. I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, like I said, because I like the. I, I'm I'm dumb and I like the early albums, so I can like listen to some of the crucial squeegee. But I don't get why the guy and the author kept bringing it up. I'm like it's kind of shit. Like yeah. it's like pretty. It's pretty. All- Pretty shit. And then JC, I was asking him what his favorite live album was, and his was a live in Toronto because I actually had the Shit Creek band, the group of studio musicians, kind of cobbled from Twelve Gold Country Grace but together. They also chose the re- really good songs to play on that one. I mean, mm-hmm. like it, considering the band there, so that version of what Diener's talking about is really great with like the fiddle player mm-hmm. and. Um, would you say that's their best live one, or would you just disagree? Um, I would put uh, probably my second favorite. I mean, of the official live ones, I really like. I really like um, the Stubbs one the most because I think it's like the most random of the. Uh, and it's almost three hours long too. Yeah, I think it's the most that actual. Like a full show. That's like yeah, a full yeah. show, which is kind of not surprising why I like it more. But if I would, my second would definitely be Toronto because those versions are in. I mean, fourteen-minute version of Fluffy. I mean. Yeah, like I can't do any better than I'm that. In, I'm indifferent about the album version, but man, dude, that live version is something to behold. It's uh, it's a really epic cosmic country jam mm-hmm. that just kind of yeah. keeps building. A very Sturgill Simpson. He took much inspiration. Like the funniest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> That's the one he finds funny. Oh, I think it's hilarious. Because <laughs> it's about <laughs> <laughs> it's got his dog. He's like, oh, no, Fluffy. It's like it's it's so stupid, but it. You know, it goes back to being smart again. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was also wondering what you thought of the Pandy Fackler take all week too. That was mine. Uh, I was yeah. just sitting in the on my tip of my. Tongue. I like that kind of that early seventies Marina Rock kind of kind of sound. Is it so. on the boat? No, can't remember. <laughs> Do you pick a worst Ween song? I don't think I did. I mean, I wouldn't argue against Morning Glory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the. You know, I don't really like Pollo Asado. Okay. That's funny because that's like another one. Like that's like we were talking earlier how there's pe- dudes that like that that there's people that feel like Morning Glory is like Pete Brown weird. Yeah. I mean, there's other people like that with Poyosado. I I like Poyosado, but to me it's essentially more of an interlude than an actual song. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it just happens to go on for like four minutes, however long. Yeah, it is. it's yeah. kind of funny because it like also sounds like proto Mac DeMarco. <laughs> people like to make the comparisons, but like Mac's like insistent, like I don't. I, like, I've never really listened to the band. That's insane. But I, at the same time, I get it, though. Well, in the meantime, thank you both so much for being here. I appreciate it. The Boonish would not weep over this podcast. Or he might. I don't know. I don't fucking care. He's a little demon guy. Uh, but most <laughs> importantly, thank you so much for being here, Taryn. Thank you for going on this batshit insane journey. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I mean, I really do. I, there, there, I have some amazing takeaways from this. I'm really happy we did it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And in the meantime, if you like what we did, or if you didn't like it, feel free to leave us a comment, whether it be on the iTunes or on the Facebook or however you want to reach us or the chartographers at gmail.com. In the meantime, though, thank you so much for listening. Keep on listening, because you know that we'll be. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.